All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bullpen Blues. As always, I'm your co-host, Kevin Dixon, joined by our good buddy, David Esser. David, how we doing? It's that time of the year, Kevin. Uh, you know, we were talking about it very briefly off the air. When, when the 2021 schedule first dropped, and we were looking at how things played out, we, we saw this this second-to-last series in Atlanta, and we were like, all right, that, that's that's probably going to determine the Phillies' chances of getting in the playoffs. And I think initially there was some thought that maybe it might determine a wild-card spot. Um, Kevin, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to determine the division. Yeah. Um, you know, and the Phillies are a very frustrating baseball team. I think for the most part they're not a very good baseball team, but here they are. It is September 27th. They have six games, and they, in theory, control their own destiny. Um, you know, when you're, when you're building a baseball team in the offseason, you're in there in the spring, you start playing your games, all you can ask for is a shot at the end of the year to sneak into the postseason. And the Phillies, Kevin, it's not a good shot, but they they do have a chance to sneak in here, um, you know, over these final six games. There's six wins from glory, David. Six wins. you got to go one at a time. Uh, we talked – Briefly before we came on, how uh, and I was putting some of this stuff together here, how the Mets have just completely bottomed. Uh, they're going to finish under 500. They're 73 and 82. Um, if there's one thing to be proud of with this Phillies team is, look, we know that they're not a very uh, complete ball club. They have a lot of holes, a lot of holes. But this team has fought. I mean, they put themselves. I mean, look, could we be in a better situation? Yes. Um, it really feels like that Braves rally against the Padres the other night. Um, Padres up 7-3. Then they're up 8-7, two outs in the ninth. They blow it to Atlanta. That really felt like a turning point. You know, I felt like a lot of the fan base was kind of just like, seriously, this is happening again. So the Phillies went from potentially being a half game out to losing the next day. Atlanta, of course, wins again because San Diego just is an awful, awful checked out terrible baseball team uh we'll get into them a, a tiny bit as well just their collapse but uh, the phillies are now two and a half out six to go they play three in atlanta three in miami the beauty of it david is they kind of control their own destiny like if they even if they went out they sweep atlanta and, and they went out they still would technically need atlanta to lose one more to guarantee the division but if you win all six worst case scenario is you guarantee and a chance at home to win the division in game 163. So um, just to get back to the main point, like the Mets have completely folded and the Phillies are still fighting. You know, they've been within five, five and a half games all year. There's been times where um, it looked like they were fading and there's been times where they've sprinted back to the front and you got the Braves looking over their shoulder. They're probably like, I can't believe we can't put this team away. So We'll see how it goes, man. They they, they just got to win yeah, one game at a time, and it starts with Zach Wheeler tomorrow night. Yeah, no, I mean I don't want to count count our chickens before they hatch because look, no. there's, still, there's still a road series in Miami to end the year, and if they collapse in there, we are going to be for sure. Miserable. We we worry about that though after we get through Atlanta, of course. Um, you, you, you make you make a good point. There was, I mean, how many times did I come on this podcast and say, Kevin, I'm out, I'm done, I'm checked out. This team stinks. Um, you know, and then they're, they're actually going to finish with an above 500 record this year. Yeah. Um, for the first, first time, time in a decade, in a decade, um, <laughs> they've shown fight 
Yeah. You know, obviously there's a few players driving that fight. Bryce Harper at the top, Zach Wheeler, uh, Ranger Suarez, who's coming off the best. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Probably the best outing of his career. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever he's, be that good. Every easily. Day. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Hector Nieres, who's transformed himself into one of the best setup men in baseball uh, recently. You look at a guy like Gene Segura, he's he's continued to hit the baseball. You look at a guy like Ronald Torres, Brad Miller has yeah. found a way to get going. J.T. Romito, his bat finally woke up because um, he hit well north of 300 during that Pirate series. So it, it's a little bit of a different vibe because typically this is the time – if not a few weeks early, the Phillies just start to bottom out and collapse. And, and they didn't this year. They actually started yeah. elevating their game a little bit. Um, you know, they got six more games to go. More importantly, they got three more games in Atlanta to do it with their top three starters out there. This is this is the best situation they can put themselves in. Um, they're they're going to need a little more magic. That is that is undeniable. Yeah, and they have a lot of those moments this year. Like, if you can say one thing about it, and and I don't want us, us to sound like we're reading their their eulogy, uh, but like this is it. I mean, this depending on how this week goes, this could be our last pod until the season commences, so or until it finishes. So, uh, I mean, they have so many great moments this year. It's been a really fun year. It's been a ro- crazy roller coaster. And it just feels fitting that this is what it comes down to, because even if they get by Atlanta, like we mentioned, you know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves with Miami, but it would be something if the Phillies went in the division hinging on hinged on them beating the Miami Marlins in Miami, which they haven't been able to do. Um, but we'll see, man. You just got to go one at a time. You mentioned Ranger Suarez. I do want to get into him here in a bit as well, uh, and basically how his rise to just superstardom. I mean, seriously, he's putting together one of the best seasons uh, that we've seen. I, I did see a stat. He has the low, fourth lowest ERA of all time through 99 innings. Uh, so we'll get into that as well. But, you know, just to, to wrap up, you know, this this kind of eulogy that, that we've kind of started with, and I don't want to call it that, but uh, – it's right there in front of them, David. You know, just don't don't bottom them out and get swept or something. Something stupid. If Atlanta's clinched, don't let them do it against you. Yeah. Uh, real quick on Ranger Suarez because this was a decision that I personally did not like. Um, I mean, come on, the Phillies trying to take their closer and making him a starter in the middle of the season. I saw I saw disaster from a mile. Looked like away. it was going to fail. It looked like it was going to more fail. likely to fail than succeed, at least. Um, you know, and obviously this is production that's not sustainable. Rangers not going to have an ERA in the in the ones yeah. next year. But Kevin, as a reliever this year, Rangers made twenty seven appearances. He has a one point one two ERA. As a starter, he's made eleven starts, uh, pitched more innings. He's pitched fifty eight uh, and two thirds inning as a starter. He's got a one point six nine ERA yeah. as a starting pitcher. Um, so obviously that is some nuts production if he hangs around a a three range next year this is just going to be a crazy huge success for not only ranger but the phillies developmental staff um, came out of nowhere down in the mind and kevin his career almost looked like it was done at one point because he couldn't get to the united states he had covid and then he was stuck because of of, you know the the travel restrictions and he wasn't (laughs) here for spring training and kevin it didn't look like he was going to play um and now he's he's the roster this year david he didn't he's even make a play to start the year. 
Um, so huge success. Really happy for Ranger. They have him under contract, super controllable. He's going to be around 26, for a while. Um, you know, right now he's probably the Phillies' second best starter. Um, you know, depending how, how you yeah. want to view Nola. At the right moment, now. yes, no question. He might be the number one at the moment, just to like well, I, recently have a pitching. Yeah, recently that's quite yes. the performance. Um, but yeah, really, really, really proud of him. He's been awesome. I'm excited to watch him. You know, in that role for a full year next year. But you know, you you make the point with the, you know, we don't want to turn this into a eulogy, but you just look back. And we said this last year, and I think we probably overdid it a bit last year. This team is close. <laughs> like I yeah. know we preached that all off season, and we we, we were wrong. Um, well, you know, where are we? They're <laughs> two, two and a half games down here, David. We we might not be wrong. Um, but you know, what is it? Thirty five blown saves. God damn. Um, you know, multiple starts from Chase Anderson. Multiple starts from Matt Moore. Um, you know, you had Matt Joyce on the roster, Brandon Kinsler, like so many little decisions that if they would have gone this way versus that way, Archie Bradley, you know, this being the one year that he's not healthy. I mean, he's, injured all year. <laughs> he, he's, he's been, and you know, I've been critical of Archie and yeah. what do you know? His, his oblique, that, that was the injury he suffered back in yeah. May. It still hurt. <laughs> pitching through it all year. But he's been pitching through uh, a torn oblique essentially strained oblique it's probably partially torn he probably needs surgery yeah um you know so bad luck with that signing you know Hector getting off to a slow start so many little things um you know Reese Hoskins getting injured Zach Eflin getting injured like and granted every team in baseball deals with these and I I think a lot of these issues were self-inflicted when you look at how they initially constructed the rotation in the bullpen um you know their minor league depth is still probably the worst in baseball um but all these little things that went wrong, yet here we are. Um, you know, you got Hans Kraus making crucial starts down the stretch. Yeah. That's just where they're at. But, you know, they're battling. Yeah. We said it before. We'll say it again. They, they control their own destiny. They've given themselves a shot here with six games. It's not a good shot. I think Kevin said off the air it's about 12%. Um, that's where their playoff odds sit at the moment, which sounds about right. Yep. So it's very slim, but they do have a shot. You know what, though, like uh, at one point this year, they were, I don't want to say one point, they were left for dead 10 times, maybe. Uh, they were four games under 500 towards the end of June, I believe, or the end of May in the June, like 80, halfway through the year. They're like four games under. They're 44. I got it right here. They're 44. And. 34, 44 and 34 in their last 78. So, I mean, they've had some some winning streaks in there. Uh, they, I've never once seen a team, and my dad mentioned this to me, and I really thought about it, and I was like, you're right, that wins five in a row, loses, loses three straight, wins five in a row, loses five in a row, wins, seven, wins eight in a row, go, drops 11 of 15. Win six games in a row. I mean, like the, this is like the, the streakiest team I've ever, I've ever watched. Uh, it, it's but yeah, they've had so many good moments this year. But you know, ultimately, like if you're if we're gonna take an approach of looking at it negatively, what ended up really killing them, and you can look at all their bad losses this year. They have 35 one saves. They broke the major league record. Um, when it mattered most here down the stretch, David, they got shut out twice at home. 
in the same week by the Baltimore Orioles and the Pittsburgh Pirates, which just can't happen. Um, so, like, look, like, what, you know, are we – have we had a lot of fun this year? We have. Do we have a big series ahead of us? We do. Um, but the Phillies have put themselves in this situation. Ultimately, you know, I saw a lot of people blaming the Padres. And, and look, they, they didn't help us this weekend. They helped us in the game that they were winning already that was suspended. Um, so, hey, glad they won that game. Phillies were able to gain a little bit of ground. But uh, ultimately, you know, we can we can look at the Padres and, and be upset, but it's on the Phillies. The Phillies put themselves here. Um, five and two homestand, great. But, like, before we started it, we said we needed at least six, probably seven of those games. And six was there for the taking, and, and being real, seven was there for the taking. And they only got five of them. So that's why they're in the position they're in. So now, you know, um, they're not out of it. You know, you mentioned 12% chance. That that's what that's what I've read. Uh, I believe it was it was either baseball reference or fan graphs, one or the other. Uh, but they're right there. You know, they just got to win. They got to they control their own destiny. So, um, you know, there's really not much else to say in that regard. You know, they they put themselves in this spot. So now, you know, are they going to be able to one last time get themselves off the mat? You know, we'll see. Yeah, and you know, there's there's instances of them, you know. Obviously, we talked about the, the 35 blown saves, but I remember the the home series to Colorado, the, the getting swept by Arizona. I yep. remember a few early games when they were up big on a team like the Braves, and they would come back to lose it. They blew like a seven run lead against the Nationals at one point. Yeah, they've lost games to the Nationals who shouldn't be in the MLB. That's how bad they are. Awesome. Um, we were on that one though. We knew that. God, they're so bad. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of instances, and look, that's baseball. That happens throughout the season. Um, you know, they have a shot right now, but I, I think the big takeaway from that is, regardless of what happens this year, Kevin, even if they go and they and they get in the playoffs and they make a crazy deep run, this team has to be improved in the offseason. Yes. And you know, on one point, I I don't want baseball to end. I I have no yeah. idea what I'm going to do with my life when baseball ends. Um, <laughs> that's all I watch. We're going to be but, focused on the baseball offseason. That's what we're going to be doing. Yeah, we're going to be really focused on the baseball offseason. We're going to be doing a lot of work. There's talent out there to be had. We know Dombrowski loves his trades. Um, you know, he's already swung one big trade since getting here. Um, you know, so there's there's improvements that need to be made. They can't look at this season and say, well, you know, if we had if we had Hoskins and we had Eflin, we would have been a playoff team because that's that's not going to cut it. Um, especially you look at a team like the Braves, who I, who I, want, who I want to get into now because – that's you know that's that's the opponent um, yeah. so they have to beat. Um, the Braves have done a fantastic job um, of of kind of dealing with their own respective injuries because they lost Acuna, who's their MVP. Um, yep. They lost Azuna, who was their cleanup hitter. Uh, he was suspended. Um, you know they lost Soroka because his Achilles can't get healthy. They've had a lot of issues, and they went at the trade deadline and they hit four jackpots. They brought in Jock Peterson. They brought in Eddie Rosario. Uh, they brought in Jorge Soler and they brought in Adam Duvall and literally every single one of them hits a home run every single game. And they, they approached that, that deadline very aggressively. Um, but they didn't, they didn't overpay. They just kind of played the margins a little bit, brought in some impact bats and they're, they're a team that definitely appears like they're going to be significantly better next year. Once they get some of their key pieces back. So the Phillies are going to have to, you know, regardless of what happens, this week, they're going to have to correspondingly act aggressive to, you know, keep up with Atlanta next year. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Duval. 
I, you mentioned Peterson, Duvall, Solaire, and Rosario. And specifically for me, it's Solaire, Duvall, and then Rosario to an extent. Like he said, definitely had some moments. But every time I look at the box score, Adam Duvall hits a three-run homer. He has 43 RBIs in 51 games with Atlanta. Uh, 16, uh, 16 long balls. Solaire has 12 long balls in 51 games with Atlanta. Um, so both of those guys have OPSs in the mid 800s. And then you look at Rosario, he's played significantly less games. He's played like half the games they've played, but he has an OPS of 945, six homers in 27 games. So you're right. I mean, no, specifically those three. Peterson's been pretty good as well, OPS in, in the mid sevens, but specifically those three guys have transformed this lineup. Um, the good thing for the Phils on one hand, look, there's two sides of this though. The good thing is next season, they're not going to be able to play all three of these guys. On the other hand, they're going to get Ronald Acuna back, which, you know, it's kind of pick your poison because he's one of the best players in major league baseball. Can you imagine if they still had him? They probably would have ran away with this. Um, they, they'd be well clear. If yeah. But, they don't, so uh, we'll see how it plays out. But, look, they're throwing their three best arms this week. Phillies are throwing their three best arms, although I would think Suarez would be much preferred over Kyle Gibson. But, uh, yeah, biggest start of Wheeler's career, because he never pitched in the postseason, I don't believe, but in New York. Biggest yeah, start in Nola's injured. Biggest start in Nola's career. And biggest start of Kyle Gibson's career, I would think. Maybe. He might have gotten in. He's never been in the postseason. He's never been in. All right. See, I don't know this off the top of my head. Uh, Three pretty big starts. You know, a lot of these guys do not have a lot of playoff experience on the Phillies, even their veterans. Uh, We'll see who steps up, man. I I would expect it to still be the NL MVP, Bryce Harper, who's going to have to carry this team. But here's the issue. And the Pirates Pirates did a good job of it. I don't think Atlanta is going to pitch to them. So it's going to come down to, you know, Gene Segura in front of him. It's going to come down to Real Muto behind him, Brad Miller. You know, we're going to we're going to need these guys to step up and come up in big spots. We had some some obscure players come up big on the homestand. You know, Didi Gregorius did a big three-run homer, Roto, some big hits. Uh, Kyle Gibson went deep, which was pretty crazy. Um, Matt Verling, who I want to see in the lineup. Uh, but, yeah, you know, yeah. Look, on paper, Atlanta's the better team right now. No question. That's why the Phillies are behind them. They're two and a half games out. That's why we're in the spot that we're in. But it's baseball, man. You know, we've seen some crazy shit happen this year. So, you know, why not us, man? It's kind of what we've been saying all week, but why not? Yeah, and, you know, you, you talk about this. Kevin, this can't just be the Bryce Harper show this week. No. And it can't just be the Zach Wheeler show. It can't even just be the the Bryce Harper and JT show. There's got to be guys who step up. Odubel's got to play really well. Gene's got to play really well. Brad Miller's got to have some big at-bats. Didi Gregorius has got to continue to find ways to be productive because uh, he's quietly been a little bit better the past. You know, Ooh, yeah. Ago. That three-round homer was electric, dude. That was huge. Um <laughs> So they need these. They need these at bats. They're yeah. going to need big starts. Um, you know, for those who, who don't know the the way the pitching's lining up, it's going to be Wheeler versus Morton tomorrow, which I think the Phillies should feel good about. Um, you know, Wheeler, Cy Young candidate. 
He's been very good. Um, Wednesday, you're going to have Nola versus Max Freed. That's going to be a really tough game. Max Freed has 13 wins this year. He's yep. he's very good. Um, and then game three, it's going to be Kyle Gibson versus Ian Anderson, um, who actually have identical ERAs at the moment. But Kyle Gibson's ERA has been much higher since joining Philadelphia than it was in Texas. But that's how things are lining up. Um, I want to highlight a tweet that Johnny Heller put out there. If you're not following Johnny, go check him out. It's it's kind of a it's a graphic that shows all the different outcomes for Philly to sneak into the postseason. Um, I think, as we've discussed, the likelihood of Philly not sweeping Atlanta and getting in is very slim. They've probably got to take all three, and then they probably have to take all three against Miami. Um, you know, there's a scenario where the Phillies can win all six and still have to play a game 163 because Atlanta has a weird make of game with Colorado. They're going to play at the end of the year. That could give them an extra win. Um, but, yeah, if you're not following Johnny, go check him out on Twitter. It's at Johnny Heller. The whole graphic lays out every possible outcome. There is scenarios where the Phillies only win two this week and sneak in. Um, but, again, then you're relying on the Mets to give us some help, and the Mets are checked out mentally, physically. They're done. They don't care about this year anymore. They might rest some of their starters, um, you know, down the stretch here. So the Phillies got to do their job, and <laughs> they more than likely got to take all three. Um and then you know, then then we'll start talking about the uh, the Miami series. Real quick, David, we talked about it a lot this week. They gave us virtually no help this weekend. I wanted to touch on the Padres, and I noticed the Phillies podcast, but we do this from time to time where we'll highlight another team in baseball and kind of just you know look at the mess that they've created. The San Diego Padres, David, are going to finish under five hundred. That'd be my assumption. They're 78 and 78. It's pretty hard to believe how significantly the bottom has fallen out on that team. And you mentioned it to me last night when they struck out in the ninth inning with the bases loaded. Uh, awful at bats. You know, there's, they, they look like they've checked out. Like they have no interest anymore. And, you know, like as a human being, I get that. You know, the, the all season's right in front of you. You're not going to the playoffs. You're about to be off for – Three, four plus months of just chilling. You know, you're rich. You know, they live out in San Diego. It's probably beautiful out there. Uh, but just crazy what has transpired. Uh, and like their fall from grace. Like at one point this year, David, they were like fighting for the division crown. Uh, they looked like they were a 95 plus win team. And now here we are. You know, they're probably going to finish under 500. It's pretty, pretty remarkable. And it really highlights, and we talked about it before we came on it, it highlights what not to do when running a baseball team, and that is to panic and make these kind of impulsive decisions that are just going to backfire on you in the end. You know, if they work, you look really good, but if they don't, you kind of leave yourself with nothing else to be able to do to, to be able to fix the issue. So they got their hands full this all season. they they're going to be counting on a number of guys next year, David, that are going to have to come back and be bounce-back candidates. And, like, their roster is going to be littered with them. Uh, and, and we've seen how that plays out with the Phils multiple. Typically, not everybody bounces back. Uh, and, and just to highlight how checked out they were, and when we were talking about it as it was occurring, uh, Will Smith, who I hope the Phillies get a chance at this week against him because they can – He's not very great. You know, he's he's been okay 
He blows some saves, though. Uh, he walked the bases loaded. Padres come up with one out, Trent Grisham at the plate. So he just walked three hitters. And the first pitch is a slider in the dirt, nowhere near the strike zone, and Trent Grisham swings at it. And I texted you immediately and just said, what the hell is going on? Uh, you mentioned they've checked out. They don't have any interest. It's just crazy. I just want to highlight, you know, what has occurred there in San Diego. And I kind of want to get your opinion on it because I don't think anybody – and you can – you know, one person – like I mentioned before, I didn't like them going all in. Some people did like it. I didn't see it unfolding like this. Yeah. Um, they – they look like a. They don't look very good right now, Kevin. They look like they're in some trouble, man. They do look, and they've already started firing. You know, they they yeah. fired their pitching coach. They fired their farm director, which makes no sense because their farm has been great the last. That's one of the they one things that traded all the What is he supposed to do? Um, they fire their farm director. Their manager might get fired. They might fire their GM. Um, they are definitely headed in the wrong direction, and I, I do see it from two sides. Because when they first went all in, I think it was the logic of we play in a division with the Dodgers. It's expanded postseason. And Tatis is way, 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 way better than we thought he was going to be. Yep. So take your shot. And they took their shot. And they made the postseason. They made a little run at it. And I, I do commend them for that. I think the problem was then doubling down on this idea that they have to just keep adding. They went, paid a hefty price for Blake Snell. They went, paid a hefty price for you, Darvish. Um, then the trade deadline comes around. They don't really attack their weaknesses because their weakness was starting pitching. They go out and pay yeah. a hefty price for Adam Frazier, who's a slap hitter, second baseman, out corner outfielder. You don't really need that on the roster. Um, and they fail to land Max Scherzer. They fail to land Jose Barrios. You know, they get outbid by the Dodgers for Max Scherzer. Because they know. didn't have enough left, man, because they went all in for all their other pieces. You know, absolutely, yeah. and, and it put them in a tough spot. You know, now they're, you know, they, Jake Arrieta was in the rotation. Vince Velasquez is still Velasquez. in the rotation. Like, <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible to make the playoffs with those two on your roster right now. Um, so I, I think I think I like the initial push, and I think it's a push I wish the Phillies would have made during the expanded postseason format. I would have liked them being a little more aggressive as opposed to just bringing in Brandon Workman and yeah. Embry. Um but I, I think I think what really killed them is is them doubling down on this idea of we have to keep adding veterans, 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 large contracts, tons of money, get rid of all our prospects. Um, you know, and you know they were hit hard with the injuries. They didn't expect all their guys to get injured, but that's part of baseball. Baseball, you know, yeah. Um, they didn't expect the Giants to be this good, but again, that's part of baseball. Um, so yeah, I don't think they're in a very good spot at all. Um, you know, I don't know if Tatis just kind of watching the way he's played the last couple of weeks. I don't know if he's going to sustain this level of production over the next couple of years. His defense is still a really, really big issue. Um, you know, the rotation is littered with injury. So I, I'm very much in agreement that that is a team in a rough spot. I'm very intrigued to see how they handle the yeah. offseason. If maybe they try to offload some of those big contracts and, you know, replenish the farm system a little bit. But, uh, Definitely, definitely the biggest disappointment of 2021, in my opinion. I mean, they've strapped themselves so thin financially because this is an this is already a team that doesn't spend huge money. I mean, Hosmer, they're just blowing money there. You Darvish, they're blowing money on. Um, you just look at it. Um, they went from the number one farm system in baseball, ranked by baseball reference, to number 17 in one year. And now, granted, 
Tatis graduating to the big leagues impacts that, but that just highlights all the young talent they've traded away to try to improve, and it hasn't worked. To really highlight how bad it's gotten in San Diego, August 14th, they were 15 games over 500, David. They've won 10 of their last 35 games. They're 10 and 25 since August 14th. I saw Joe Giglio on Twitter mention it gave off real 2018 Phillies vibes. And looking at that now, I didn't realize it was that drastic. That's exactly what happened to the 2018 Phillies. So that's a, a, a to me, that's a perfect uh, example, like a perfect um, match for it. Much better team in San Diego. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to highlight that because their fall from grace has been crazy. And it's not something anybody saw happening. And it just should be used as a learning experience for the teams that aren't the Dodgers and they're not the Red Sox or the Yankees or even the Phillies with their huge payroll, even though they spend money very poorly. Uh, those smaller teams, and look, San Diego has has a payroll. They pay a lot of money to guys, but like they don't really have room to improve now. And you know, it just should be served as a learning experience for for those type of teams to you know be wary what you're getting yourself into because it can blow up in your face in six weeks. Exactly how it did for San Diego. How how south that thing went. I, I saw. One of my favorite pages on Twitter is Freezing Cold Takes. And basically they, they expose people who put a bad take out on the internet. Now, I hope they never be on there because it is a funny page. But the Padres tweeted out something in, in April. And, and it was like sarcastically their Twitter page being like, oh, but it's only April. It was like after they won a big series. And it's like, it was only April. <laughs> like, we got a whole season ahead of you. And, and, and it can go south just like it has. So. Uh, this is a Phillies pod, of course, but you know they didn't give us any help this weekend. I kind of wanted to highlight how drastically they've fallen. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm all for bashing San Diego after this <laughs> weekend because they they gave the Phillies zero help. Zero help to kind of pivot it back towards Philadelphia. Um, that that is a good learning lesson, and I'm, I'm very intrigued to see, you know, how how Dave Dombrowski attacks the very difficult task of going all in this offseason because it's going to be year two of Dombrowski. Um, you know, you expect him to be aggressive. A lot of money's getting freed yes. up off the payroll. Um, you know, we talked at the start of the podcast, this is not a complete baseball team, even if they make the playoffs. Nope. Um, a lot of holes, a lot of additions need to be made. They're already linked with some pretty big names at the trade deadline. You look at a guy like a Byron Buxton, you look at a guy uh, like Chris Bryant, who's now going to be a free agent, and you would think Needle. the Phillies – the Phillies yeah. are going to be the first team hitting up his phone once the season ends. Um, he owes us a guest spot on this show if he signs, David. I said that to you this week. I've been banging the table about Chris Bryant for over a year. We need him. It, it feels – I hate to throw this out there. I hate to be, you know, the jinx, but it feels inevitable that he'll at least strongly entertain the idea of playing with his child. He should visit. You would think that he'll do a free agent visit. You, I just can't even – I can't wrap my head around if I'm Chris Bryant and my childhood best friend is playing for a team that wants to sign me and pay me $250 million. Why, why talk to anyone else? Your yeah. best friend, go play with them. Um, You're getting me fired up, man. Well, hey, that, that's yeah. off-season work. So down the road. We got, a, we got a big series this week. That is off-season work right now. They got to deal with Atlanta. Kevin, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your, what's your final prediction? 
for this week's series? Ah, man, you really put me on the spot here. They're going to make it interesting. I'm, I don't know if they're going to win all six games. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win all three in Atlanta. I don't think they're going to lose Tuesday. So I think our the Flames are going to be stoked a little bit on Tuesday. We're going to be like game and a half out. Uh, I believe it or not, they have Gibson on the mound Thursday and they have Nola Wednesday. And like on paper, you would probably think like Thursday would be the tougher game. I think Wednesday is a tough one because they're facing Max Freed. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, they could win Wednesday. I think Wednesday is the pivotal one because I could definitely see them winning two out of three but losing Wednesday. What Wednesday you need you need Nola to pitch like prime Nola because yeah. he's oh, not yeah. give up a lot of runs. Um, yeah. and, you know, we've been sitting here waiting for Nola to uh, shake. Is it going to be October on Wednesday? I don't think so. I was hoping September Nola could be left in the past. Yeah, we could just maybe just tell him like, oh, yeah, it's October. It's October first, man. Yeah, you'll uh, be good. Yeah. No, yeah, October starts. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Joe Sigismondi, a good good friend of ours, uh, former formerly blogged with us. But if there's one way Nola could erase a lot of this bullshit that's happened to him, it would be pitching strong on Wednesday. The Phillies reached a postseason. It'd be having a big postseason. You know, these things can have a, a lasting impact. So I think Wednesday, in my mind, David, is that's the game that's going to tell the story of where we're going to go this week. Um, because I do believe they're going to win with Wheeler on the mound. And yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm stupid for thinking that because Charlie Morton's a good pitcher as well. Well, I, I think I think Kevin, I think we have to proceed under the impression they win that game. Because if they yeah. lose with Wheeler on the mound, I if I, they I, lose Tuesday, they're they're really, really in trouble. Really right. if, if you if you win with Wheeler on the mound, which I, I think they will because I think Wheeler's very, very good. Yeah. Um, and you can get some voodoo magic for Nola this one time. Then yeah. you're talk, you know, you got momentum on your side. You just yeah. need Kyle Gibbs and not be horrible because you can hit Ian Anderson around a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Wednesday's know, the game, David. I think that's the big one. Wednesday's the game. Nola's got to be <clears throat> the best of his life um, in a spot that he's never boosted in before. Yep. But that's what it takes to make the playoffs. Guys have to step up. They have to play above their expectation. Um, they have to deliver career performances. Yeah, and I um, read on Johnny Heller's Twitter as well. because Of course, I went there when we were talking about it. Let's say they get to a game 163, David. Aaron Nola would be slated to start that ball game as of right now. Oh, so wow. He's, he's got a chance to rewrite uh, – Rewrite his story a bit here because, yo, if he pitches great Wednesday, which we've been saying all year, and I'm really getting tired of saying it, if he pitches great Wednesday, and then, you know, the Phillies find a way to, they, even if, let's say they get to the postseason, they find their way there. We're going to forget about how poor of a year he had if he pitches well down the stretch here in the last couple of games and gives the Phillies a great chance. We might not forget about it. We're not going to harp on it as much because we'll be like, I already turned it around a little bit. Wednesday, man. I, I wish they were playing tonight. I really do. Uh, but we got the birds tonight. So it's kind of funny how that worked out. Yeah, I'm super annoyed about today's off day as well. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm all baseball right now. Uh, my, I know, man, this I, on YouTube, my, my initial reaction to Nola starting a game 163 was disgust. But then you figure Wheeler's pitching game 162. Exactly. Yeah, he's going to kind of have to, unless you go Suarez, but he'll be on short rest too. Yeah, they might they might work Suarez out of the bullpen for game 163 um, if they're feeling real creative. Um, yeah. But bullpen game with the season on the line. <laughs> <laughs> get um, a back up here. We'll get Hans Krauss out there. 
Christopher Sanchez. That's what drove me crazy yesterday, David. And look, those guys weren't the issue. I was excited to see Hans Kraus, but like Christopher Sanchez, uh, and he pitched okay. Adonis Medina, who uh, we've been clamoring for all year, not the spot to be using those guys in a must-win game, in my opinion. Who would you have used over Christopher Sanchez? Kind of in the fourth inning. I mean, honestly, I don't really know off the top of my head who was available, but is Coonrod available? I mean, I mean, Coonrod probably was. I, I'm, I'm assuming they were trying to save him for a little bit later in the game. They were down 3 nothing, were they not? They were down one nothing when Sanchez came in. Okay. And then who gave up a few more runs? Um, Medina. No. And Alvarado. Alvarado. Who? They, they continue to – he's got to be better. Like, this is why they traded no, him. Well, here's the thing. you got to have someone ready when he comes in because you, you, you're going to know instantly. You know right away if he's on or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's here's my take on on you know just to wrap things up real quick. The, the bullpen games, people get very upset. It is genuinely their best option right now. They, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that. You know, who's who else are you going to start? I, I agree with that. Um, it's just like, damn, man. I mean, I, I I'm in I'm in agreement that I wish they had better players. I think looking at that game. All right, Kraus gives you three productive innings. All right, Christopher Sanchez. Like, at some point, offense got to score more runs. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say – Yeah, for sure. And, and pinpoint, oh, well, they should have used this reliever in that spot. Like, scored zero runs. It doesn't matter in hindsight. Um, you know, the two young guys used at the start were actually their most productive. Um, you know, I'm, I, I've been saying it for weeks. Um, <laughs> they really dropped the ball by not picking up a serviceable fifth starter at the deadline. Didn't need to be anyone crazy, but just someone who go out there and pitch five innings. Um, and, and that's hurting them now. And, you know, now you got to do the bullpen game thing. They're going to have to do another bullpen game in Miami, which absolutely terrifies me. But we, we will cross that bridge when we get there. I would go short rest if you needed it. I'd rather pitch someone on short rest because they're going to be doing it in the postseason anyway. They could. They might. Um, you know, you could just knock out that bullpen game altogether and have. I think it's way too important. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know what they're going to do. Who the hell knows? Step number um, one is they gotta they gotta head to yeah, Atlanta. I'm gonna say it again. Out. I say it earlier. Six wins to glory, or six wins from glory, David. We gotta go one at a time. We can't be getting ahead of ourselves. It's all about Tuesday night right now. Absolutely. Um, with that said, I think depending how the Atlanta series goes, yeah, it'll hinge for sure. We will be back shortly. Um, if if yeah, you know, if they're a half game in first place, we're recording. Uh, if they sweep here, we're on this. Yeah, we're, we'll be on the line. Um, no if they don't, we, we might talk to you guys at the end of the season. We might wrap it up. Yeah, we might wrap <laughs> it up, which is which is very sad. This is our second, second season. Um, obviously, been a lot of fun. We do appreciate all the support. You know, we yeah. got we got we got a couple more games. Can't believe we're still going with this, man. I love it. I know. I didn't um, think we'd be we'd be here when we started. It, it's nice to. Uh, to know that we've built something here. Absolutely. And hopefully the uh, hopefully the Phils can give us a little bit more, uh, just a couple more games here in October to talk about. Uh, you know, with that said, make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. We are also on YouTube. Come subscribe. Again, we have graphics, statistics, standings, overlays, all that. Um, you also can see our pretty faces. So definitely come check us out on YouTube. Um, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. All of those links, along with our personal Twitter accounts, can be found down below in the description. Again, 
we love you all for rocking with us for another year. Been a lot of fun. It's been our first full 162 non-COVID crazy shortened season year. So it's been it's been fun just getting through the grind, you know, experiencing the the highs and the lows and the ups and downs, you know, Kevin walking me off the ledge more. Strapped you I'm in more. multiple times. He strapped me We've in. We've all here. been there. We've all been there this year. I've been to that point as well. You know, that's baseball, and that is why it is genuinely the greatest sport on planet. Marathon, baby. Um, but yeah, six more games. Kevin, real quick, Eagles Cowboys, who's winning tonight? Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. I'm I'm in agreement. I'm also in Texas, yep. so if I said anyone else, my, my neighbors would And that's not to say that I'm not rooting for the Eagles. I don't want I'm gonna get probably get some pushback from that, but we're just trying to be real. Would love yeah. an Eagles win. Would love an Eagles win tonight. Some some good vibes before the Phil series, but I, I do think Dallas is gonna is gonna, is gonna Yeah, we're at the point with the birds, dude. I just want them to look, I've said it multiple times, and we won't get into the Eagles. We're wrapping up here. It's a Phillies pod. I have no expectations. I'm just trying to enjoy them. I want to see who's going to be part of the team moving forward. I don't think they're winning the division this year. Uh, I don't think they're a very good football team. A lot of people were going crazy when they scored three points last week. There's a reason they were picked to win three games and finish last place in the NFC East. I don't think they're going to finish last anymore because I think the Giants are just awful. But I don't I don't think the Eagles are going to win more than six or seven games. And that's not a bad thing, David, because as we said with the Phillies all year, 2022 – is the offseason. Next year is a big offseason for the Eagles. And that's all I got to say. Yes, Super Bowl or bust, to be honest, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> next year. No, no, not this year. This year. They got to they win it all. Um, you know, again, that said, everybody, do your do your black magic rituals. Do your voodoo. Pray, pray to whoever you want to pray to. Send all the good vibes to the Phillies. Um, big, big series this week. One game at a time, baby. Let's go. One game at a time. With that said, we are the Bullpen Blues Podcast, and we will hopefully talk to you in a couple of days. Go Phils.